Welcome. This is she and this evening or in the moment that you're listening in, we are going to connect with food and relationships and how these are related and how we can learn a lot about how we eat and the quality of relationships that we're having with ourselves, outside of ourselves and within our environment. So to start off with this topic, I thought we'd dive in with a writing from the book called The Prophet by Kale Gibran. And I'm going to read it at the beginning of this episode, and I'm going to read it at the end. And I'll probably post it on my site, too, if I don't get in if that doesn't violate any copyright infringements. But you can go to page 24 if you have access to this book and read it later. But this is about, truly gives us the clues about what food means to us and how we are to relate to it potentially. So take a deep, deep breath and close your eyes and just listen to the words. And then, like I said, I'll read this again after at the end of the episode. Then an old man, a keeper of an inn, said, Speak to us of eating and drinking. And he said, Would that you could live on the fragrance of the earth, and like an air plant be sustained by the light. But since you must kill to eat and rob the newly born of its mother's milk to quench your thirst, let it be an act of worship. And let your board stand an altar on which the pure and the innocent of forest and plain are sacrificed for that which is purer and still more innocent in man. When you kill a beast, say to him in your heart, by the same power that slays you, I too am slain and I too shall be consumed. For the law that delivered you into my hand shall deliver me into a mightier hand. Your blood and my blood is not but the sap that feeds the tree of heaven. And when you crush an apple with your teeth, say to it in your heart, your seeds shall live in my body, and the buds of your tomorrow shall blossom in my heart. And your fragrance shall be my breath, and together we shall rejoice through all the seasons. And in the autumn, when you gather the grapes of your vineyards for the winepress, say in your heart, I too am a vineyard, and my fruit shall be gathered for the winepress. And like new wine, I shall be kept in eternal vessels. And in the winter, when you draw the wine, let there be in your heart a song for each cup, and let there be in the song a remembrance for the autumn's days and for the vineyard and the wine press. So with a deep breath, just let that flow over you, and now we're going to connect to some clues about the way we eat and how we eat and how this reflects the type of relationships we have and where this can give us a direct access and roadmap on how we can refine this exchange and then improve our relationship with ourselves and others. And it's really profound. And there's many layers. So remember in every moment that you can just take little steps towards these reflections and over space as you move throughout your life, you will be just effortlessly come upon new bodies of information, learn more about yourself, and potentially just keep evolving with where you would like to be in this life. So we're going to talk a little bit about food, and then we'll relay it back into our relationships with ourselves and others. So we're going to start out with a couple questions. How does food relate to our relationships? And how we're going to get there is first we need to reflect on 
how you feel about yourself. And then just we're going to go through these quickly and then we'll go more in depth. So first we're going to look at food. Before we dive into the food aspect, I want you to reflect on how you feel about yourself. Then I want you to reflect on how you were raised by your mother. And then I want you to reflect on your current wisdom, your intelligence with food and with your relationship with Mother Earth. So again, reflecting on how you feel about yourself. Do you love yourself? Are you feeling content with yourself? Do you feel like there's aspects of yourself you would like to improve upon? Then reflect on how you were raised, your relationship with your mother. How did she nourish you with food and with emotion and all those things? Then reflect again on the wisdom that you hold around food, around the wisdom from Mother Earth, and just let that be for a moment. So really broad stroking, we're looking at that. We're going to go more in depth a little bit later, but I just want you to real quick touch points, whatever hit you. Ooh. And then why I'm pointing these out is these are indicators of our food path and relationship path with self with the feminine, and Gaia. So when we start to look at ourselves, and then we look at the food we eat every single day, this is a reflection, an extension of how we feel about ourselves. So if we're not filling ourselves up with sustenance that's healthy and good, then that's a, a flag. If we have an eating disorder or if we eat emotionally or out of stress, this is a red flag that something's going on in our emotional, mental, and physical body that needs to be addressed. And the food is giving us the signpost. The second question which I asked you was reflection of how you were raised by your mother. Okay, so this is this is a big thing for all of us because that which our family provided us, the person that raised you, if it was your biological mother, um, your adoptive mother or your caretakers, whoever it was, that motherly figure, whatever that being gave you, that beautiful being gave you for sustenance, that was your nourishment. So for many people in this epoch, in this moment, they might have been nourished on foods that were not and we know today are not healthy. They might have been processed foods because those were coming of age maybe when you were in your youth. Or you might be a part of a generation right now where there's complete mixed messages from fast food generation to to fake foods to organic foods to no GMOs. There's so much information that's confusing. So unless you're really clear on it, you need to address how you were fed as a kid. How you sat down, did you sit down for meals? Did your mother and or father make you fresh food? What was that like? What was the food experience like? Again, this is a reflection of how you relate with others. And during your childhood to now, did you have any issues with eating, meaning did you delve into starvation, over binging, all those things? Let's look at that. And that's, again, going to give us some indicators how we have relationships. The next step is reflect on your current wisdom and how you relate to Mother Earth, to Gaia. All of our information throughout these billions of years this planet has been generating itself is stored in Mother Earth. It's not on Mars. It's not on Jupiter. It's not on Pluto. It's not on the sun. We are a part of this ecosystem right here. We don't have to go anywhere. You can if you like, but it's all right here. So all the wisdom is stored right here. The more time you spend getting to know the plant and animal and the ecosystem that works from the sun to the earth to what we reflect in the sky to give us clues and indicators, the more you're going to be connected to some of the intelligence that's rising up from the earth. So connect with what you feel you know what you've been schooled, and where along the way your belief system has been altered. Because, again, this would go back to how you were fed. So how you were fed uh, from schooling to belief systems, religious or not. And this, again, will relate to food and how we relate to each other. So once we have a good understanding of basis, this is our baseline just 
recapitulation of where we're at. You can put this down. You can write it down. And what we're going to do is right now we're going to listen to Envey's Earth Prayer. The reason we're going to listen to this right now is to give you a chance to kind of write down and reflect if you have a piece of paper close by how you feel about yourself, how you nourish yourself, how you were raised within nourishment. And then what do you feel your level of... uh, relationship is with Mother Earth, with Gaia and her wisdom and her intelligence that she has to offer us on a daily basis. Just real quick, no judgment, just write it down, see where you're at. We'll take a break and if you don't want to write, you can just close your eyes, listen to Enve, the Earth Prayer and connect with your relationship with yourself, Mother Earth and your mother. With a deep breath, just breathe in and out and either close your eyes or have fun writing away. Thank you. 
us, for we know not what we do. And we thank you for all your help us. beautiful song and so in this moment you had the opportunity just to reflect a little bit on how you feed yourself how you were fed and how you welcome in being fed by Gaia so from there we're going to let that information rest and just marinate for a moment and we're going to now dive into what does this mean so Sometimes I have a very circular way of sharing some information. So what this means really is that within this moment, you have this beautiful catalyst, which is the sustenance that we're provided from Mother Earth to sustain ourselves. However, we got a little clue at the beginning from the prophet that we might not really need to eat, (laughs) which is really profound, uh, which I'll share a little bit later, a story Uh, that has brought me to a greater realization about this from my own experience. But what food does do is it gives us this indicator of where we're at in life, how we abide in it, um, how it seems to control us. We can look out into the mass world with the diet crazes, the new fad crazes. Right now it's um, gluten-free, all these different things that happen and they become trends. And then we move on to the next the next thing uh yet we're not looking at why or what you know sometimes these are justified reasons why some of these things occur because of medical conditions but more than not they become just trends or fads that become a a system for people to follow for a moment in time so one what this means is the food gives us the opportunity to look at ourselves and make an adjustment make a refinement it's a reflection and sometimes it's just not as a harsh reflection as maybe a relationship or an addiction that might be well food can be addictive but maybe that is even more quickly destructive meaning that if you were on drugs or an alcohol addiction that could be more more rapidly destructive So secondly, this is an opportunity for us to witness unhealthy eating habits and then we can link them back once we recognize where we're we're not eating in a healthy sense. We can link, link them back to the mental, physical, emotional and or spiritual bodies and the traumas that might have occurred or the stress or habitual behavior. In addition, this is the opportunity then for us to heal this region and transform our relationships by liberating what we're storing up. So an example is if you eat out of stress, anxiety, that you notice every night you go for a glass of wine or you go for a chocolate bar or whatever it might be, that becomes a habit, it becomes an addiction, and it becomes a band-aid so you don't have to sit through the discomfort so the optimal thing would be to realize, like, wow, every time I'm around these people, I feel like I need to drink a lot. Or every time I come home from this situation, I want to eat a lot of comfort food, meaning maybe it's food that reminded you from growing up or food that's not necessarily healthy for you. Or you're eating so much you can't stop, meaning maybe you get a loaf of bread and you have to eat the whole thing because you don't know how to say no after just one slice. 
So that lets us know if we backtrack, let's say every time you're around a group of people and you can't handle it, let's say it's your in-laws or your partner's parents or whatever it might be, that you might overabide in alcohol so you don't have to deal with the emotions that are there. So rather than doing that, it might be an opportunity just to be still in that situation and sit through the dis-ease in that moment so that way you can figure out what's really going on and sometimes we'll realize it's just our own projection. It has nothing to do with anyone around us and then we can make maneuvers within ourselves to find ease and then approach the situation completely different. So you might ask, well, this is great, but where do I start? So we're going to start right now just to identify where your hot spots are with food. So what I had mentioned earlier, which we'll be going into in a moment, is how we look at how our mother fed us. And this will bridge, do a little bit of a bridge to those are typically then how we find comfort when we're in disease. Our mother, no matter how you feel about her, is the person that brought us into this world. And so ultimately, there are times in our life we just want to be cradled by her again or held by her again or nourished by her again, even if she's not here anymore or if she's too old to do that or if you think you're too old to do that. We still crave that. So the one way we can get back to our mother is through food. And so that's why many people that have codependency issues or they're healing from uh, sexual violation or other type of violations in the sacral region, meaning addictions of all sorts, we tend to gravitate towards food to make us feel better. And understand that it's only temporary and then that that pain is still there. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to start with a guided meditation. Then I'm going to read to you that poem again from the prophet so you can connect to the aspect of that A, we might not need food, and B, if you're going to consume food, that we do it with reverence and respect. And then we're going to evaluate from there what we're eating. We're going to draw that bridge, that emotional bridge back to self and then to our mother and then to our inner intelligence. So I'd like you to just close your eyes in this moment and take a deep breath, get comfortable and connect to the base of your spine. This is our root, our root energy center. And I want you, if you're not sitting on the physical floor or earth, just to imagine from where you're sitting to take a deep, deep breath and breathe into the earth. Imagine you are a tree and you're extending your roots into Gaia. And then imagine yourself as this tall, majestic tree or long and sprawling tree or this young, supple tree that's growing. Whatever you connect to when I say that word tree, just imagine it in your mind's eye. And with each breath, reach deeper into the earth. And then imagine your canopy reaching farther and farther up and out and around you. And then take a deep breath in and out. Again, deep breath in and out. Again, deep breath in and out. Again, deep breath in and out. And then I want you to imagine in the mind's eye that you're just this beautiful tree that's sitting there in this landscape that makes you feel like home. And then I want you to imagine in that mind's eye that a person walks up and they have a basket full of food. And they have a beautiful textile they're going to lay across the earth. And as they lay that textile mindfully on the earth and gently rest their body there below your canopy and they begin unpacking the basket of food. And I want you to just be present with the food that's there at that picnic. 
and imagine each item that's being lifted out of that basket. The basket's beautifully woven out of natural materials, and there's beautiful flowers in there for you to look at. And this being is setting this picnic up, and it's just as much for you as the tree as it is for them. And as you notice each item, just be present with how it makes you feel, with the colors, smells, and the aromas. And bringing that into your senses. Breathing in and out. In and out. Again, deep breath in and out. And then I want you to imagine that as much as you are the tree, you get to be the being that's sitting on that beautiful textile, laying on the earth, and just being present with the food around you, not necessarily diving in immediately, but just connecting with it and having presence with its energetic vibration and what it's communicating to you and how it makes you feel. And then take another deep breath in and out. Another deep breath in and out. Good. And another deep breath in and out. Good. And then... When you're ready, decide on the one food or two foods or whatever might have come out of that beautiful woven basket, what is speaking to you and what you would like to abide in. And allow yourself in your mind's eye to imagine tasting this food and imagine how it evokes a response from your taste buds your saliva. Notice the chemical response that it sends to your heart, to your brain, to your body, and how it makes you feel in this moment. Just slowly abiding in this food and allowing it to be. And as soon as you finish enough Taste to allow you to connect with it. Just imagine your mind's eye that that's plenty. And then in this moment, I want you to bring into your awareness as you lay back on that beautiful textile and savor the tastes and the responses that you've had. Just letting yourself feel what it feels like to eat slowly and with enjoyment observing and noticing how it's affecting you. And then in that moment, I want you to imagine in your mind's eye that there's a beautiful canister of water there waiting for you. And it's welcoming you to quench your thirst and clear your palate with this beautiful source of sustenance that is the majority of our body composition. So taking a moment to take a sip from that canister of water, feeling it enter your body and nourishing all the cells, noticing how your mouth responds how your chest responds and your torso. And just being present with it. Then taking another deep breath in and out, letting yourself just be with that sip of water. And then just gently placing that canister back on the textile. And then laying down and looking up at the sky through the beautiful canopy, the tree, which is you. 
and taking some deep breaths in as you connect to the energy of Gaia, feeling the relationship you have with her, breathing in and out. And then just softly allowing your attention and awareness to return to what I shared with you at the beginning of this episode. Then an old man, a keeper of inn, said, Speak to us of eating and drinking, and he said, Would that you could live on the fragrance of the earth, and like an air plant be sustained by the light. But since you must kill to eat and rob the newly born of its mother's milk to quench your thirst, let it then be an act of worship. And let your board stand an altar on which the pure and innocent of forest and plain are sacrificed for that which is pure and still more innocent in man. When you kill a beast, say to him in your heart, By the same power that slays you, I too am slain, and I too shall be consumed. For the law that delivered you into my hand shall deliver me into a mightier hand. For the blood in my blood is not but the sap that feeds the tree of heaven. And when you crush an apple with your teeth, say to it in your heart, Your seeds shall live in my body, and the buds of your tomorrow shall blossom in my heart, and your fragrance shall be my breath, and together we shall rejoice for all seasons. And in the autumn, when you gather the grapes of your vineyard for your winepress, say in your heart, I too am a vineyard, and my fruit shall be gathered for the wine press, and like new wine I shall be kept in eternal vessels, and in winter when you draw the wine, let me let there be in your heart a song for each cup, and let there be in the song a remembrance for the autumn days, and for the vineyard and for the wine press. Taking a deep breath in and allowing your connectivity to the food, to yourself, to Gaia, and to that wisdom. Just sit with you for a moment. And then just gently bringing another full body breath in, breathing in and out, and connecting to this moment. And ask yourself, what have you been eating? And what have you primarily been consuming in your diet? And does it nourish you? Think about it for a moment. If the answer is no or yes, <laughs> just note it. Don't judge it. Now we're going to draw this beautiful bridge to self. So that which we feed ourselves is a reflection of ourself and is ourself. So if we have unhealthy eating habits, this is what we're saying to the world is how we feel about ourselves, that we think we need these things that maybe aren't so great for us, but we're basically saying we don't feel 100% because otherwise we have enough information out there right now in this moment on planet Earth that we truly know what is possibly healthy for us on some level. So if we're not taking the time to 
properly nourish ourselves, meaning even just to slow down, not even talking about food quality, but just to slow down and eat, that we're saying that we don't have time for our own selves. And then we'll take it a little bit deeper. If you don't have time to feed yourself and nourish yourself properly, how on earth do you have time to have relationships with other people? And if you do manage to have those relationships with other people, how deep can you go if you're always moving at a fast pace and not able to sit and be present with whoever shows up? Because it's pretty special when someone shows up, even if it's on the sidewalk for 10 minutes or 5 minutes. Or if someone shows up enough and they want to have a meal with you, are you present with that? And do you rush through that meal as fast as you do in other moments? So this gives us an indicator. So one way that we can start deepening our relationship with self is to actually take time to consume our food with ourselves, to actually spend some time by ourselves eating. Again, it's really hard to get to know ourselves when we have noise around us, meaning if you have kids, if you have a partner, uh, if you have a spouse, if you are constantly with someone, you really don't get to know yourself. You don't get to be comfortable with yourself. So by taking time to eat by yourself, it's one, really liberating. You could start in your own home. Uh, if you live by yourself in your home alone a lot, then I really encourage you, but you're afraid to like go out in the world by yourself, I encourage you to go out to eat by yourself. And sit there and enjoy your food and be present with it. And not even take something to read, but sit there. Don't take an iPad or those devices. Just go to a restaurant, order the food, sit and enjoy it. You can sit and observe people around you um, politely and connect with how you enjoy that meal. If you have to travel for work, and are on the road a lot, this is a great opportunity to eat by yourself and be present with it. And notice what comes up and notice what you grab. By slowing down and thinking ahead as to what you're going to put into your body is going to mirror the same thing of how we want to have relationship. If we take the time to nourish ourselves, we're going to take the time to make sure that we really welcome in the relationships that match how we want to be nourished. If we're moving at mock speed, we're probably going to attract other people that are moving at mock speed and there will be the mirror mirror on the wall. So take some time just to notice and as we go into the practice a little bit later, uh, we'll show you how to refine that a little bit further, but that's a little hint as to what your eating is reflecting. So I'm a big advocate of organic, natural foods. Natural meaning organic and natural meaning it comes out of the earth. It's made from Mother Earth, not from a factory. So next, we're going to look at uh, the mother. Mother knows best. So as I mentioned earlier, that there are times when we get sick, we're feeling sad, no matter what our relationship was or is with our mother, we still yearn to be held by our mother. Even as a grown woman or man, there are times we just want to reach out and have ma, ma. So one way to satiate this rather than over-consuming food, because that's naturally what we go for, because we want to fill that void, we can lay on Mother Earth. We can just connect with her that way. And then also we need to make peace because as we're going to be moving forward on this planet, we're going to realize that there's been a lot of things that we've been putting in our body that have actually been poisoning it. Now, if you were raised in a situation that maybe your mom didn't make you meals, maybe it wasn't fresh, it wasn't organic, it doesn't mean that your mother didn't love you. It just means that you have to be aware that you were nourished with things that weren't that healthy for you. And you have to recondition your relationship with what that means because inadvertently you're always going to go back to those comfort foods because that's what's in your mind, that's what's in your memory and your sense bank. So what will be key is for one, for you to make peace that, wow, 
this food wasn't so great for me, and I so love my mother. I appreciate her for creating and holding me in her womb. And at the same time, I need to honor myself and what Mother Earth provides me and start to make that shift. So this will be a process of making peace with it. It's no different than if you were really ill and you went down one path and realized that that path wasn't going to heal you and you had to opt for another way. And you have to go through a little belief deconstruction. So whatever those foods are, those really yummy comfort foods, you can do a couple things. So let's say if you really loved um, boxed macaroni and cheese. Not such a great healthy choices, but there are some organic options out there these days. So those are ways to connect with that comfort food, or you can make it from scratch. You could shift it so it has a more holistic, but still brings you back to the resonance of your mother, that comfort food. And it's okay to have some of that food from time to time. It's just make it not about quantity, make it quality. So next then we want to go into intelligence. So oftentimes when we have had a certain relationship with food all our life, we are really hard-pressed to want to shift it. Or if we're a compulsive dieter, we might have been on every fad and we keep going and going and going, but we don't take time to really address what emotionally is happening. The first thing you want to do is, one, connect with Gaia, but also start to do research Start to connect with the intelligence within yourself. So because our information is constantly changing about what's good and what's not, really the only person on this planet that's going to know what's best for your body, for your biology, is you. Each and every single one of us are different. And so even a case study it would be really hard-pressed to say this is good for everyone. The one thing that we can look to is Mother Nature because she... She created all this beauty on this planet. So she kind of gives us some indicators. So I've mentioned on previous shows, like if you look at the bear, for instance, the bear eats berries, the bear eats grass. You look at the deer, they eat grass, the cows eat grass. So I, I look at these animals and I'm like, hmm, pretty simple diet. They graze, they eat, they know what to eat. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, we can look at a bear, for instance, if they're in a populated area, people start feeding them food and then no different than us, they become conditioned to eating foods that aren't healthy for them. I saw the first time I ever went to the Grand Canyon, a squirrel eating a Cheeto. That is not supposed to be because Mother Nature didn't make a Cheeto. So you, you can look at Mother Nature and you can look at the animal kingdom to give us some indicators how we are to model eating within ourselves. And this then starts to open up this gateway of understanding that if we can bring harmony between how we feed ourselves, how we nourish ourselves, then first we'll start feeling better about ourselves. We will reach a different level of understanding what it means to nourish ourselves. And then we'll be ready to have these really yummy, healthy relationships with others and go to a deeper level with with them because we're not placating our stresses, our anxiety, our dis-ease with sustenances, a.k.a. food, beverages, shopping, drugs, all these different things to avoid looking at them or addressing at them. So this is why... We can look to nature. We can look at our eating habits. We can look at how we were raised. And then we can start fine-tuning and expanding from there. The other thing is just because you were taught one way to eat or be doesn't mean that that's how you have to be forever. So once you get a new body of information, you can slowly integrate it into your life. So from here, now that I've given you all this information, what I'd like you to do is to just sit back and relax for a minute and just contemplate what I've shared about food and how it relates to eating. And I'm going to play a song, and this you can use this as another little respite to meditate, to relax, and it's by Random Rab. And it is called Gnosis. And just allow the harmonics and the frequency to wash over you. Practice your breath, breathing in and out. And connecting to 
Rab's beautiful harmonics to wash over you and point out where you're ready to make some shifts in your daily life with within food and relationships. Taking a deep breath in and just 
allowing yourself to be for a moment. Sometimes we can get so much information that it's good to just stop for a moment. So now that maybe you're starting to see an archway of three distinct areas where we can do some inner and outer work with our inner landscape and our outer landscape to improve how we nourish ourselves. And then that will ultimately ripple out to how we have relationships. So as mentioned earlier, we want to observe self. And this is part of the practice that you're going to be able to take away this week is observe yourself with the speed to which you relate to yourself, meaning not only how you eat your food, but how you do everything, the speed, uh, what's your level of presence with it, with food and then people around you. And then what's your level of love and respect that you have while you're doing those things? Is your heart there with them? And just as it was shared in this reading, if you're going to eat because we really don't need to, do it with worship, with gratitude, holding it with reverence. So you'll soon find out it's a little bit easier to hold a beautiful apple in reverence than maybe some of the foods out there, I'll refrain from naming any, <laughs> that are processed because the energy levels are extremely different. And then joy. Do you have joy in your heart for yourself, for the food you consume, for the the relationships you have? And if not, then that's a sense that, wow, okay, these are this is what I want to cultivate more. So just to be present with that. And then what we look at in the observation, finally, this is a big key indicator, is sense. Pleasure. So if we're always trying to satiate our senses, this is an indicator that we're not at ease with ourselves because the more calm we become, yeah, it's nice and yummy to have flavorful food, but we don't have to pile on so many flavors to make it taste good. We can actually realize that the strawberry on its own, la fragola, is just amazing and it has so much flavor that we don't know what to do with it and the peaches or the apples or the oranges have so much to offer us that why would we want to put other stuff on it Uh, so that's something for you to consider so speed presence love respect joy how are you working with those those sense pleasures and then When we attune ourselves to what we need to eat, natural, organic foods, we realize that it's quite effortless to monitor our diet because we really, you know, once our emotional and mental and spiritual body are in balance, we just know what we need in a moment and we can take time to make sure that we eat those foods. Now, this is the great indicator about eating with someone is that you can immediately find out a lot about someone by the way they eat. So if you're wanting to get to know someone, then invite them over for a meal or go out for a meal and notice how they eat. How are they present with it? Are they present with you while they eat? Is there a conversation between the food? Do you guys enjoy it together? These are all indicators of how they relate to themselves, how they want to relate to you within the food experience fast. Is it um, super yummy just look at it, and this is just an observation, not a judgment, but just know how you would like to show up. I used to have two friends that when they were together, they would always share a meal, and I found it so endearing because they would eat this plate of food together, and it was just a really beautiful thing because, one, it, they weren't overindulging. They both were enjoying it, and they were enjoying the same palate of food, so that it became a conversation. So just look at that with presence and see what it means. Now, As you heal, as I mentioned, as you refine self with your food, your relating with others will definitely become clearer. You will have a definite knowing as to how you want to show up and that you really might prefer one thing versus the other and that you really don't want to maybe relate to certain people the same way as you did in the past, especially if you were relating to those people consuming and numbing yourself. 
you may not want to hang around that crowd anymore because that's not really a mag- magnetic alignment. So know as you refine and heal these sacral wounds, so to speak, and your sacral relationship to food, that ultimately you will become more authentic, more integral, and you'll be able to show up and be very clear as to what you want. And you'll see it right off the bat. So like I said, invite someone out to eat with you. You'll see a lot right there. And you can even ask them what their favorite food was that their mother served. So, But you, you can be honest. You can let them know why. So I talked a little bit about love and respect. Again, earlier, if you don't respect your own temple, how can you respect others? If you don't honor that which you put in your body, how do you expect you to be respected by them? And how are you ready to respect anyone else? So imagine on this earth if we all really got dialed in and learned how to manage our own well-being, our own nourishment, really take care of ourselves, and then go out there and start having relationships with each other. It would be pretty profound. So ideally, then that would probably mean that we would all go into retreat for a while and hibernate and then come out ready. So that's not more than likely going to happen. So what you can do in this moment is you can just take steps. Say, okay, I want to respect myself a little bit more with food. And how I'm going to do that is I'm going to decide the foods I want to omit, the new foods I want to bring in, and do it step by step. Be easy with it. Cutting everything out and then starting fresh, sometimes that all or nothing does not lead to success. And that's what where compassion comes in. So this this is a beautiful thing as you refine your eating habits you cultivate compassion for yourself, and then you learn how to cultivate compassion for other people. So when you invite this friend out to dinner or lunch or breakfast, you'll notice how they eat, and you've gone through this process, and you'll have compassion because you might be able to see some things about them that they may not be able to witness within themselves. So before I segue out with a practice, what I wanted to share with you is last year when I went on a vision quest and... Uh, didn't eat for part of the week, I realized, or the majority of the week, I should say, that we don't really need food. (laughs) We don't need food. It was really astounding. And when I came back out of it, I was like, wow, we really don't need food. I've had this experience before in long meditations, silent meditations, week-long meditations, where I don't really eat barely anything. Um, But this was very significantly that we really don't, need food the way we think we do. However, we need to become quiet first to reach that and understand what it means. And then when we reapproach food, we approach it differently and in a more healthy, balanced fashion. And it it doesn't mean that I didn't I stopped eating once I came back home. But I did have to mindfully come back to it. And I still something really powerful happened in that moment that as uh, shared in the poem, that we really, really don't need um, that much. So once we become more in balance with what the food is indicating to us, that we're stressed, that we uh, are numbing ourselves, that we're in a bad relationship and we want out, so we're over-consuming gallons of Haagen-Dazs ice cream. If it's not flowing in a loving manner, then we realize we have to make shifts. So this is the beauty of food. It shows us exactly where we're at a crossroads in our personal relationships and our relationship with ourselves. So where you can go from here, the practice that you can employ to see if anything I'm saying has um, any validity for you in your life, the practice would be first to evaluate your food and your relationships as we did in the beginning and decide where you want to make adjustments. And then from there, vision how you want to refine. Make that map. Lay it out. And then make a plan. Slowly in and then slowly out. You might start with cleanse and omit a lot of things to clear out your body. And then come back to how you want to eat. During that cleanse, that might be a little bit more extreme. And then you come back out, just like the vision quest, I wasn't going to stop eating at that moment, but I had to ease into it and then ease back out. So think about approaching it with a plan. And if you don't follow the plan perfectly, that's okay. You can keep going. From there, 
start to take the action with baby steps. Alter one thing at a time. This will directly relate back to your relationships. As you alter your diet, as you alter the food, the way you nourish, how you make peace with how you were fed as a child, and how you start to relate to Gaia, you will slowly see a metamorphosis, but don't you don't have to rush it. And it's better if you don't rush it because then it'll stick. When we try to make things go too fast, either we'll bounce back to our old habits and we won't authentically go through the process and we just have to repeat it again. So if you really want to embody it, take your time. So the key ingredients to this practice are um, to find time for some silence and reflection, time in nature, presence, and then this other little key ingredient is if you are in the process of altering a food habit or a relationship habit, just stop and take 10 breaths before you speak, before you eat, before you let the thoughts run wild, or before you take an action. These little key ingredients with the practice above will start to shift how you relate to yourself, how you love yourself, how you nourish yourself, and then how you can authentically show up to have relationships with others because you will embody that. And so you're not going to maybe want to go back and eat a bag of Doritos anymore. You might just be happy with a head of kale. <laughs> so, or you somewhere in between. Whatever it might be, it's really important that you find that sweet spot, what feels really comfortable to you, and then be willing to let it continue to metamorphose and grow over time. So with that being said, we're going to sign out with one more random wrap because it's right in front of me and it's a perfect one for my corpse. So how are you wanting to feed your temple with your food and your relationships? How do you want to honor and respect it and love and nourish it? How do you want to relate to Gaia and have her support like we all crave our mother's support from time to time? She's there with us all the time. So as we exit out, connect to For My Corpse by Random Rab. Surrender to yourself. Welcome in loving yourself. And until next time, this is she signing out with a deep bow, a soft gaze, and a namaste.